I'm not even sure some of the young kids know how to drive. Oh. They just order Uber Eats and... and <laughs> it's, uh, I, have a, I have that in my family, okay? It's very bad. As a disclaimer, we're not two old, grumpy white guys, okay? Don't get... Don't you, take it the wrong way, right? Right. We're too worried, old white guys. <laughs> Good afternoon. Welcome to the North Point of View. I'm here with Dr. Walter Kimsey's. Walter, how are you? I am good, Mark. Really good. It's good uh, to be here. Yeah, man. Well, I, um, I've got like th three or four things that y you and I have been talking about, and maybe we just start and see where we end up. Um, you mean like but, you usually do? Well, yeah, like what's the difference, right? Exactly. Inflation Reduction Act, right, which is an oxymoron, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to pump $53 billion into the economy, and it's not going to have any inflationary pressure whatsoever, right? Exactly. The article last week that came out was talking about some of these companies literally trying to weigh the benefit of a one, two, three billion dollar uh, grant from the federal government weighing the delays that the construction takes because of the requirements. Mm -hmm. A four to five year delay in construction. Um, you know, it just seems like a mismatch of, of funding, uh, you know, the, the appropriate programmatic approach, right? Here's the money, we're ready to go, but it's going to take you 10 years to build a plant. It seems to sort of be unbalanced in my mind. What are your thoughts? Well, um, if you add the IIJA to that, the uh, Infrastructure Investment for Jobs Act that was uh, passed about a year, year and a half before the IRA. So you combine these two things and then for the hell of it, you add the CHIPS Act for another $50 billion dollars. Uh, it's, it's absolutely the largest investment in changing the American industrial structure uh, ever. You know, I used to hear this nonsense from management consultants. Oh, yeah, uh, this is uh, Industrial Revolution 2.0. Well, what does that mean? Well, it's, uh, we're going to change the things that we build, and it's uh, going to be different than before. Okay. Give me examples. They never really could. And then you've got the World Economic Foundation, Federation, whatever they are, those guys in Switzerland. And they talk about, you know, 3.0. They say, you know what? Shut up. This, what the American government has done, bipartisan, so no picking on any party. Right. This is the Industrial Revolution 2.0. Yeah. So we're going to make different things in different ways uh, than ever before, and we're going to make things in a way where we try not to, uh, you know, follow up the environment as much as we have in the past. The, the question is, can we pull it off? I guess, you know, that was sort of the, the intent of the question. I was sort of walking in a circle there for a minute, but it's, it's like we're, we've got these programs, but right outside the gate, we, we you know, no, it's, it's we like, got it shut down. It's like California. Okay, all the trucks have to be electric vehicles, yeah. battery electric vehicles. Um, I remember two years ago when it was a very hot summer, uh, the ships were coming, and uh, the uh, uh, 
the ability to produce enough electricity to keep Los Angeles from blacking out was so compromised that the port told the ships uh, not to do, um, you know, a cold ironing. Cold ironing is you plug right. into electricity at the port, that. you don't keep the engines on so you don't keep putting smoke in the air. And so they had to do that. And it's, that should have triggered alarm bells. Uh, one of the agencies in Southern California also required fishing boats to put on certain kinds of uh, filters on their smokestacks. And uh, they were defective. And some of them blew hot ashes into the air, landed in one of the, the forests nearby and flash fire. So um, no, this is when you try to change too much with so in, 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 in such a short period of time, uh, you can't do a good job on everything. I mean, you're the one who pointed that out to me when it comes to real estate development. You, know, you can only do so much at a certain time over, you know, with a certain rhythm. Otherwise, it all gets messed up. And so it's the same thing with what's going on here with this, uh, you know, uh, IRA and the IIJA. They are, they're, it's too much, too fast. With no direction. With no direction. Nobody's calculated what happens if we manage to, if we actually build everything that's to be built. And if we replaced all the uh, uh, internal combustion engine cars or to the extent that the government wants with EVs by 2025, 2026, or whatever, uh, can we still operate the economy? And there, nobody has put thought into that. Right. So we don't know if we can make enough electricity. Well, we're going to sit outside and we're going to have these little solar panels and, and we're going to connect them to lithium batteries, which will then feed into the electric system. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> now, can you show me where this has worked in small scale first? <laughs> So this is, this is worrying, right? But uh, the other problem, too, is um, nobody has tackled uh, uh, the U.S. Uh, higher education system. And, you know, some months ago, on one of our podcasts, I said to you that uh, I felt that the student debt, for a lot of students, not every student, but for certain students, it should be forgiven. And the reason for it is they, they were, when they graduated from high school, they could go work at a car rental, you know, uh, a counter. They were qualified to do that. Train them up a little bit, good. But um, they, instead they went to college. So they go to college and they take a whole bunch of wonderful social sciences classes. They graduate from college. Uh, what, their skill sets qualifies them to do what? Well, they could stand behind the counter at one of the car rental agencies. Yeah. Oh, wow. So why didn't they do that? Well, they borrowed money because the college education was going to give them a higher income so that they could pay off the debt. But obviously, for the vast majority of students, it seems it proved me wrong on that. Okay, please do, because I hope I'm wrong. But I think it's the vast majority of students. They got this education and uh, they can't use it to make enough money to pay off the debt that they got. Yeah. And so the university system has effectively stolen money and wealth from kids who went, who went to their colleges. They weren't properly trained. They weren't set up to have a, a career. I mean, the point of going to college was to, to get educated so you could do things. 
And now you go to college simply to get a diploma that says, you know, I, went, I graduated from, from college. In just about every society in the world, when you steal, you go to jail. Yeah, the, but not the <laughs> universities. <clears throat> but it's insidious the way they do it. So, uh, you know, what, what they should be doing is um, there has to be a set of classes, et cetera, that you have to take to make you marketable. So I'll give you an example. Um, when I worked at, uh, uh, at an engineering firm, I hired economists to work for me. And uh, the last three that I hired, I had to send to technology school. They had to go learn how to work with big data and things of that nature because even though they went to fine universities, they got good economic degrees, they were great at reasoning like an economist, but if you if you gave them a database, like today's databases are so much bigger than what I used to have, they, uh, they couldn't handle it. So we had to send them to IT school and learn some very basic things. You know, my, my SQL was one of them. You know, it's the internal workings of the machine that you're using to manipulate big data because Excel and other programs aren't, aren't made for that. And so uh, if, if I hired a guy and he couldn't do that, I had to fire him because he was useless to me. The other stuff that he says he can do, I can do in a hell of a lot better. I've been doing it 40 years. So uh, I had to pay for their education. So that money was, is money that I spent. It was effectively taken away from me to, by some university who trained somebody inappropriately and left them uh, un, unable to either do a, the job they should be able to do, and in many cases, unable to earn a salary to, uh, to be able to pay off their debts. Yeah, the jury's still out. You know, I've got four children. <laughs> two of them have gone to traditional universities, two of them to uh, voca vocational uh, tech schools. I'll let you know in about five years, but the trend line <laughs> is pretty good on the uh, vocational training. The vocation, exactly. It was a Hands on, go to work, and then the paradigm shift is to not just work in the company, but own the company. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but that also applies to the college graduates in IT in a few places. But what you just said is exactly where I was going to go next. So college enrollment in the U.S. is declining. And everybody says, oh, it's the demographics. No, not because of the demographics, because this, what you're selling isn't worth it. It's kind of somebody trying to sell me an electric vehicle at $80,000. <laughs> Here we go. No. We couldn't get away from the EVs. He <laughs> said that we weren't going to talk about EVs. Oh. <laughs> All right, I'll stop here. Just say that at $25,000, I might buy it. So if you cut the college tuition down to about you know, yeah. $50,000 for the whole four years, I think they'll have plenty of students. Yeah. But if they continue at the rates they have, no. It's, a, it's, it's not a marketable product and it's overpriced. Exactly. And in Europe, you know, the way the education system works is you go along everybody all together till you hit junior high. And at the beginning of junior high, they test you. And uh, you, can, you might test college material, you might test not college material. Uh, that's what happened to Einstein in Switzerland. And then a few years later, he was tested not college material. Okay, he's a wild man. So a few years later, they retest you again, and they're like, oh, 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 mistake here. We got to put this uh, Einstein dude up in the, in, the, in the college group. Not up, over to the college group. Uh, Switzerland and Europe has long recognized the critical importance of electricians, plumbers, etc., and, uh, and maintaining standards. 
and we 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 stopped doing that. I mean, I went to a college that was uh, in Brazil. We started to high school in Brazil, American high school, but we didn't have shop. So my dad wanted me to have shop, so I spent many weekends with him fixing things in our apartment. You know, how do you fix a toilet? How do you fix a sink? How do you fix an electric outlet? You know, how do you replace a fuse box? Uh, it was an apartment, but there was, it was an old apartment. Stuff kept breaking, and he used that to teach me, and we had to adjust things to fit, you know, because new materials weren't the same size as the old materials, so we needed blocks of wood, etc. and I learned how to saw and cut and, and sand and, 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 and do a lot of things just to, uh, uh, just to keep the house really, really nice. And, and my dad was doing it to me because he wanted to make sure that I didn't go out in life unable to use a hammer and a nail. It's just, it's absent at this point. I'm not even sure some of the young kids know how to drive. Oh. They just order Uber Eats and... and <laughs> it's, oh yeah, I, have a, I have that in my family, okay? It's very bad. As a disclaimer, we're not two old, grumpy white guys, okay? Don't get... Don't you, take it the wrong way, right? Right. We're too worried, old white guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, so what's the, what's the fix on, on, the, um, on the education? I mean, how, how do we reset that? Because it's a huge issue. Yeah. So the problem is you've got this university faculty and the faculty senate, and uh, big fights break out there. Nobody wants the budget changed the way it's allocated. There were some nice stories in a Wall Street Journal article about new university presidents who tried to... Uh, to fix it and saying, we're going bankrupt, we've got to stop it. And the faculty saying, no, your data is wrong, we're not going bankrupt. The guy's like, look, enrollment is falling. Okay, you want higher salaries. Our revenues are declining. Guess what happens to profits? Yeah. And at some point, we have to beg the state to take care of us. Uh, so to me, the correct answer is, um, if it's a state-supported university, uh, they need to have a, an outside board of directors. Interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, and not like appointed by the governor because of, you know, popularity, but it's got to be, you know, uh, uh, for academic integrity. And uh, I think that the private schools should have to pick from completely outside their realm. You know, why should a university like Harvard have the CEO of uh, Walmart on the board of directors? That does no good. You need, you know, people out there who hire folks who know what the job market demands are, who can then put together an agenda of training that the university faculty, you know, have to instill. Whether they will or won't, that's a different story. But we can't have history departments with 16 professors and 30 students, and IT departments with 20 professors and 500 students trying to get in there. That's, that is what's happening at the university. And so if you can't get into the classes that'll help you to really succeed, then sorry, I will, you go, go vocad, you know? It's a, uh, it's a great way to make a living. Plumbers, and you know, look how much money they make. You know, you ever hire a plumber, you know, for a broken something or another? It's, it's, you get your bill and it's like, I got to go float bonds in the <laughs> Time for a reset. Exactly. Anyways, uh, so I've, I've been on the soapbox too much. I'm sorry, Mark. I, uh, but, but it is something that keeps me up at night a little bit, you know? And the long-term trend line of a failing education system is drastic, right? I mean, that's, that they're all kind of 
consequences that we could be looking at 10 years down the road and none of which we really want to have to deal with. Exactly. That surge of capital hitting the economy to build factories and uh, of all kinds to, you know, all of the more high technology oriented is going to require a labor force that the United States does not have. So it's not just that we don't have enough electricity for the EVs and stuff like that. We also don't have enough human capital. I don't think, you know, and I hope I am so wrong, but uh, it, it doesn't look good from where I'm sitting. Yeah. So, so you've got, you're hedged. You've got two, two in, in vocab. And <laughs> I love that. I give, we'll have that as an annual update. How about that? Absolutely. <laughs> hey, Walter, thanks for everything. All right, man. Good seeing you. All right. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, guys.